I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. Welcome back to the fifth and last NRL podcast. It is the review of the grand final. The 2013 season has come to an end. The Sydney Roosters, the 2013 Premiers, 26-18 to 18 over the Manly Seagulls. And what a great day grand final day was, as always. It was. It was very good. Perfect weather. Um, we were on a Bucks weekend, so um, there are a few sherbets being consumed. But uh, nonetheless, we had a good day out there. Um, wasn't real happy with our members' seats, just quietly, but, um, you know, I suppose you can't get good seats every time, can you? No, we had a pretty good run with the State of Origin and last year's grand final. I was still happy to be on level four to be able to get access to all the decent food and the full-strength beer, not the (laughs) mid-strength stuff, but, yeah, the seats weren't uh, exactly what we're we're usually used to, but uh, I thought, you know, the main game and, and the 20s game ended up being a bit of a shootout. The only real... Flop of the day, I suppose you could say, was Windsor getting towed up by a, a shark slash storm side that, to be quite frankly, you could say it's virtually cheating. The two clubs can't afford to run their own New South Wales Cup side, so when they put their players together, it makes one heck of a side. Mm. Yeah, well, that was... We're going to go into our fast five, but, yeah, we'll get into more detail when we when we hit that. Mm. Yeah, well, starting off with the fast five, uh, highlight, low light, best player, worst player, and any topics of discussion, what was your highlight? Highlight was, yeah, the finish in the NYC and the NRL. I thought they were both really good. It looked like we are going to have two blowouts because Penrith got out to, I think it was 36-6 at one stage. Yeah, 34-6. 34-6, yeah. sorry, and um, it got back to 34-30 uh, with about five to go, and then Penrith scored, unfortunately, but especially, unfortunately, for our charity bet. Um, and then, obviously, in the NRL, well, the game was, was in the balance until that Jennings trial with about seven to go. And um, we, I think we, we jetted off with about five to go once the Roosters regathered the kickoff uh, to beat the traffic. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think probably the last two grand finals have been, been quite good. I've enjoyed the last, last year's game. It was, was quite close. Um, and this year's game was, was a real cracker, you, especially when Manly, <coughs> considering Manly kicked away to an 18-8 lead with about half an hour to go. Uh, for the Roosters to respond the way they did, um, it was really good. What, what about yours? Yeah, my highlight was just the day, again, like I said, besides the New South Wales Cup, uh, I enjoyed the 20s. I thought it was a no contest, but I sat there and brought up the year before when I thought the Warriors were going to run all over the Cowboys and we got a golden point game, which ended up being a cracker, and we got very close to uh, another game of similar standards in the first grade game. Yeah. They just belted the absolute crap out of each other. It was Tommy Rodonicus got his... Got his uh, wish anyway, didn't he? Yeah, well, Tommy got, Tommy got what he wanted, but, uh, yeah, I thought just in general the whole day besides the New South Wales Cup watching uh, that first... Well, that's my low. Yeah, New South Wales Cup game was my low. It was dog crap. Um, yeah, well, like I said, that honestly... Why can't they... Why can't we get... Why can't they play the two grand finals of that competition the week before and then grand final day have the winner of Queensland Cup and New South Wales Cup? Well, ask Queensland Cup that. Queensland Cup do... All their comp- week early. They, they do all their competitions as one. Like how, say, down here in Penrith, we have C grade. They have like their own version of that up there. They yeah. have like Colts, Reserve grade, and then the Super Cup. They're all one thing. Whereas down here, we've got a million. We've got New South Wales Cup, Ron Massey Cup, Sydney Shield, and then you've got Park Football in a bunch of different regions. Whereas theirs is all combined. Yeah, you mean, know, yeah. it's 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 too hard to kind of get that to land. They have one big day at Suncorp Stadium. No, so. we'll just do it exactly the same. But the winner of the Queensland Cup plays the winner of the New South Wales Cup. They could do that if they wanted to, but it's an all kind of Sydney type of day. So, But my low was more uh, the referees. I didn't think uh, that the 20s game at the start, he was on the whistle big time, and then I can't remember the bloke's name, and then he went on the whistle massively the opposite half against Penrith. I thought he was a bit inconsistent. Then obviously... Sinbin Moss. 
there was, for pretty innocuous. Yeah, oh, there was that, but then also the first grade game, I thought, you know, there was the rake on Jared that wasn't a rake and a couple of calls like that, and obviously Manly fans would be pretty disappointed about uh, the forward pass and the Jennings touch. There was a few moments, I think, for both teams that didn't quite go their way, but at the end of the day, it's all said and done now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I did still can't get the fact out of my head, you know, it was, it was a great game. I know the, the yeah. controversy will be there. It's probably if some Manly fans today that aren't too happy and might be pointing their finger at that, but for me, I still thought that... Yeah, I'm a bit annoyed we're talking about the refs, to be honest. Yeah, I know, but I still think that... Uh, oh, well, that's just my opinion. I thought the refs no, were yeah. coming over with a wet sail and they probably got the job done, but I'd rather have had no excuses for anyone today to be throwing it out because I'm sure there's some people that will be. I'll tell you what, they're, uh, they're lucky that that penalty try incident happened early in the game. Mm. Well, I know it was second half, but it was relatively early in the second half. We'll be touching on that. If that was with 10 to go, or 5 to go even, yeah. Christ, there would have been some controversy. Imagine if that happened with the in the Jennings try. It would have been mayhem. It would have been massive mayhem. Um, but uh, we'll touch on more on that situation when we start reviewing the game. But uh, who is your best? Cherry Evans for Manly and Moa for the Roosters. I thought Cherry Evans was a standout for Manly. Uh, apart from probably Brent Kite, I'll give him a mention. Brent Kite. His, uh, his first stint on the field was really good. Um, and what Mao? I was just about to say what Mao. I thought Tafu uh, was good. Tafu was good, but he's a winger. Um, yeah, he's a bloody good winger. And Sam Moa, wow, what yeah, a game! Well, he didn't get much plaudit. Killed bloody know? Glenn Stewart off the kick, first kick off. Well, and I don't think people understand. You know, he, he had some great hit ups. He tipped on that board of Sonny Bill that put him through the hole. He was whacking people left, right, centre, and all his carries had good intent. I know he's not the flashiest of players, but if you want to talk about like a no-nonsense, error-free performance, I thought the lawnmower was, you know, yeah, very good in that game. But uh, if, if it wasn't going to be him for them, I'd probably have to say Sheck. He, he was pretty busy all night, and Jake Friend, they were all really, really good. But uh, my best was pretty much the same. Cherry Evans was on another planet. Uh, it was just pretty sad that he was kind of left to his own. I thought Kieran Foran didn't have one of his better games, and we both loved the bloke, but I thought last night he... You know, he had a few average moments. He made a couple of errors. He threw some pretty dodgy passes. Mm. He, he tried his hardest, but he missed a couple of tackles. He was a bit over-enthusiastic, I think. Well, I thought the uh, the two number sevens were great, and I thought the two number sixes were pretty ordinary. Mm. Um, Maloney did, definitely didn't have his, have his best game. Well, he had a great second half. Yeah, he did. He, um, he, he, but I, I thought Pierce would play better than Maloney. Mm. But uh, what about your worst? I think this well, will be... Yeah, we both had Dave Williams. Yeah, well, Dave Williams, white man can't jump. Well, the, the, the errors are one thing, but the contests... He let Daniel Tupo jump over him. The first time he got lucky because four blokes were there to save him. Then there was a grubber that got put in that he didn't have a go at that Brett Stewart had to run over and clean up, and Aiden Guerra almost got it for a try. If that was Tupo again, that's a try. Yeah. And then there was another no contest later on that he let bounce that Brett Stewart and Jamie Lyon had to play it again. So he gave away three or four dropouts just from not competing or being bad there. And, you know, he made those couple errors when Jamie Lyon gave him the ball. He got taken over the sideline, not coming back in. So he definitely didn't have a good night. And I think from what I saw in the paper from the player ratings, he was the lowest rating in the game. So probably understandably that that's matched up with our opinion after watching the game. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But um, definitely. as far as points of discussion out of it, I don't want to really get into the referees. I suppose that'll come up once we get into the review. But... Uh, I, for me, I'm more interested in trying to figure out where do you see these teams going next year. If if Sonny Bill leaves, it is a big hole, but they're loaded. But, you know, Napa that missed out is a I good said player. You, I said to you at the start of this week, um, and I know I didn't have the Roosters in my eight. Well, um, I said at the start of the year that they were done. No, horse. but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I stand by the reasons that I had at the start of the year um, for them struggling, and they they ended up being issues. But they were issues that they overcome. Um, you know, that the rookie coach. Look at him now. He's I said that he could be sensational. Um, he could be the best buyer, and I think they've created a culture there now that no no one person is bigger than the the uh, culture that they've got at the Roosters now. So for me, they they led eight six at half time uh, yesterday without Sonny Bill having any effect on the first half. So I wouldn't be worried worried at all about Sonny Bill leaving. Um, he'll free up some cap space. You'll probably find they'll get Blake Ferguson. Um, he'll go to the centres and you'll stiffen up that edge where I thought Manly just hammered that edge yesterday yeah, uh, where Sean Kennedy Dow was they caused some issues down that edge with that uh, second man play with Brett Stewart um, the scary thing but, is I mean the penalties were an issue that was that was all an issue for me but I, I, I think they're going to be better next year I, I cannot see them being worse next year unless you know a, a premiership hangover or a major injury or something like that I know this time last year we were saying the same thing about the dogs mm. 
you know, yeah, well, you can that, get some cash on the goals. the Ben Barber moment, though. Yeah. I, I don't think they've got anyone in their team at the moment that they're going to have that you know, problem. So who's the face of the league? That's what we should be looking at. Yeah, well, the face, face of the league usually falls over. But yeah. I look at them, you know, Sonny Bill leaves. They had a pretty good 20 side. they got two young blokes, the Meehan brothers. One of them is 18, who's a, a fighter. He made the Australian schoolboy side. He's supposed to be the next big thing as far as back rowers are concerned. Yeah. Uh, their backup half played for Tonga, scored a hat trick earlier in the year. Semasoni Lengi. They've got another good fullback. Dylan Napa that didn't play. Dylan Napa was in there. Kane Evans is supposed Kane to be well. even better, probably, than Napa. He was injured most of the year, missed out by second tier. Yeah. And then, like you said, Sonny Bill goes. The cap- well, you throw, if Sonny Bill goes, Mitch Orbison starts. Mitch Orbison's the starting yeah. player. Yeah, but if, I'm saying it, the cap. And then you've got the younger fellas, like you're saying, on your bench. But the cap is already going to go up, yeah. and he's taken up a lot of money. So if the cap increases yeah. and he's on 850 or 900 or a million, whatever they're saying. Yeah. Uh, even with re-signing or upgrading players, they're still going to have room yeah, exactly. to pick somebody up. And they're going to be able to get Ferguson on the cheap because Ferguson has no pool power at the moment. No. If he wants to go to a gun club like the Roosters and the NRL, let him get registered, which I hope they don't. Yeah. Uh, but if it happens, the Roosters aren't going to have to pay a top dollar for him. Mm. Oh, exactly right. And, we wouldn't think so, and but Jennings, they will. His Jennings yeah. deal still had time left as well. So technically, Penrith will still be paying a little not bit. Not as much, but if he'll Sonny still be paying leaves, the wage. It's not, enough to, it's not enough to hurt their salary cap. Put it no, that's what I mean. Everything's going up, and if he's gone, there's a massive hunk of cash there. So yeah. everything's good as far as they're concerned. Uh, on the manly side of things, I, can't, I, I still can't believe we put them outside the eight to start this year. I know probably justifiably we gave a bit to them because of the Stewart's been injury prone and Kite had some problems and King and Watmet. Like, there's a lot of injuries. That was more what I thought they'd fall apart and struggle. And I didn't think the bit players that they bought would turn out as good as they did, but they proved us wrong. And now I look at them more like a Melbourne. As long as those two halves are there and balance stable and Hiku replaces uh, Brett Stewart, they're always going to be in the top eight as long as they have those two halves. Yeah, the, ha- the halves now. I, I don't think I'd put enough... Um, or gave enough credit to both men. Well, they're the only two sides I left out of my eight, Manly and the Roosters. And looking at them now, James Maloney, uh, he'd been the, a lot of people's team of the year. Um, and obviously, year. Cherry Evans as well. Um, he, he'd been you know, a lot of people's team of the year. So, uh, obviously, Cooper Cronk got Dallium and he got half back at here, but second rank would be, Cooper, uh, would be Cherry Evans for sure. Mm. And the player of the final series was Cherry Evans. Yeah, for sure. But uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll have a quick break and then we'll come back in and have a full review of the grand final. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, get onto Cenobet and fire up. Download the Cenobet app and get into the centre of the action. Or get onto www.cenobet.com and register now. Or call 1-800-013-627 for all your inquiries. Cenobet, fire up. All right, full review of the NRL Grand Final from yesterday. Just quickly going through the other two games first. Cronulla defeated Windsor in the New South Wales Cup, 36-8. An absolute drubbing. Not too much to be said about that game. It's a virtual first-grade side of the scraps of Melbourne and Sharks dominated. Well, not scraps, the juniors. Yeah, well, it's juniors. not their juniors, but there's a lot of good first-grade players yeah. in there. There was about two or three that haven't played NRL against what was a good Penrith side, but still not as stacked as that side, 36-8. The Toyota Cup, Penrith were the favourites. Uh, they did have a lapse there after leading 34-6 to or 36-6. to Almost got run down, but got home in the end, 42-30. Great team, had the player of the year in Bryce Cartwright and a lot of young superstars in Kieran Moss and the likes of Dallin Watine Zelezniak. So well-deserved on their part. Yeah. But, uh, on to Club on the up, the yep. pennies. Club he on the up. The pennies. But on to the big dance. Manly going down to the Sydney Roosters, 26-18. to The minor premiers come through. The best team all year, and they won the grand final. Hmm, they did. They had best team, uh, minor premiers, uh, and you know no one can even take that away from them. South had a chance to take that off them last round. Um, they had a little bit of a late season, uh, what would you call it, late season slump. They lost to the Sharks, they lost to the Titans, but well, it was good they had them. their eyes on the bigger prize, and they ended up winning the bigger prize. So, uh, well done to them. To me, for me, uh, the three that I'd point out, firstly the coach, um, I think he had a massive effect on the change of culture there. Brian Smith obviously going out, Robinson coming in. Um, the reason I sort of left them out of my head as well was because of the time frame that Robinson had to work in. It, it wasn't a real big time frame. He had to move back over from England. Uh, he had, you know, obviously the Sonny Bill issue. He got there late. Jennings got there late. There was a lot of things, a lot of reasons that he could have used or we could be talking about now potentially um, as having been distractions or reasons why they didn't get their 
themselves organised, but uh, what a great, great coaching performance by him and his staff. The other two, James Maloney, um, he's a great buy a season ahead. A lot of people criticise the Roosters because they bought him um, almost 18 months in advance. And then the other, Jake Friend, most improved player in the comp. Mm. And I think probably I agree with those two, but I'll go back to the coach and I'll give it one thing. I, when I called them my dark horse at the start of the year and when I put them at seventh and said it wouldn't surprise me if they won the comp if they gelled, the biggest thing was the players around their top-line players. So I, I didn't have a problem with Maloney and Pierce or Sonny Bill and the likes, but I was hoping, I was wondering, and this is what you know shows that Robinson is a good coach, what he could bring out of Jennings, who was on a down from his time at Penrith, or bring out of Shet coming into grade and Tupo coming into grade and Friend, who had been a defensive player and a, and a great hooker but lacking kicking and attack, and he brought him up. Yeah. And Cordner, someone who we talked about for two or three years and said, oh, he's going to play for New South Wales. All these guys that were on that kind on of the teeter, seesaw, on yeah. that teeter where you think, are they going to go up? Are they going to go down? Or are yeah. they going to stay flat? Almost everyone, even Moa. Moa played one game for the Sharks like five years ago, come back on a sniff of an oily rag. Every one of these guys is now at a rep standard. They met up to the level of the players around them and he's built an awesome side and they're well-deserved premiers. Yeah, they are. So I have And to- that's... Like being a coach myself, it, it's not where the player is at; it's where you can take the player. That's the challenge mm. as a coach. It's, it's easy, easy to coach, uh, you know, recruit as many good players as you can. Um, and like you said, the, probably two measures of a coach is: can you get the team to gel? Can you get them to buy into all the structures that you're trying to implement? Well, they definitely did that. And the second one would be: can you take, uh, you know, someone from a good level to an elite level or someone from a you know a lower standard, a New South Wales Cup standard to an NRL standard. I don't think there's many players at the Roosters that you can look at and say he went backwards this year. No, no way. And that's that's a real good measure. And, and the challenge for him now is going to be, can he do it again next year? Uh, oh. can, he, can he then kick him up another gear? Uh, you know, because it's... And we know ourselves, you know, we're starting to plan for our... Um, our boys again next year and it's it's a hard thing mentally for some players to overcome winning a comp you get well, lazy you, you get a little bit complacent it's harder now more... how do you change things up to keep the players invigorated it's it's a challenge and it's going to be a challenge for him But well it's hard similar situation with no bugger or turnover we yeah, might, no we might lose one or two and you know they talk about a superstar we had a pretty good bloody player who got player of the year similar to a Sonny Bill who's their big man we might be turning over close to the best player we had yeah but, yeah, we've virtually got the whole same side again like he does. We have to find a way to, to refresh it, probably yeah. bring one or two different looks into it and, uh, you know, stay hungry because that's the thing. Once you get to the top of the mountain, the only thing that keeps you going is yourself. No yeah. one else. You have to keep yourself mentally in the game and want to be involved in well, it. I thought Melbourne were probably the best chance this year in the last decade of going back-to-back. I'm now going to put that label on the Roosters. I walked out of the, the stadium yesterday feeling really good about them next year, mm. especially with how... I haven't seen a side celebrate like that for a long time. No, that, that, re- oh, that was great. It was really great to see. They didn't do anything disrespectful, but they, they really enjoyed it, which was no. good to see. And this is, so they should. this is what we are talking about a couple of weeks ago about the difference of the top sides and the bottom sides. They hang out together. Mm. The forward pack has breakfast and coffees together. The backs and the halves, you know, every, every, everything about it. They do all those little extra things, just like a manly, which is... Uh, and I just want to get to this before we get into it. Earlier in the year, we were talking MG, or you brought up MG, who's the best team of the last decade or in the last 10 years, and we didn't even bring Manly into it, and I have to give them a wrap right now, especially, yeah. you know, coming from a Melbourne fan, I'm not their biggest uh, supporter, but, you know, for the last 10 years or since I've been going to grand finals and, and prior to that, they, they've probably been more dominant than Melbourne now. Mm. When you look at it, take Melbourne's cheating out of there now, and that kind of, I'm not saying wipes them out because they've had some great players, but that's, you know... Their re- city's Melbourne. They've made a ridiculous amount of grand finals in part like 2007, 2008, yeah. 2011. Yeah. This year, there's four grand finals for six of the players are still and, there. Two and two. And, you know, like I said, they've won two, they've lost two, they've got a good strike rate. And they, if, if, I think if Manly, if you would have said to Manly in bloody 2003, 2004, they were a sham. They were right down the bottom of the competition. Yeah. If you said to them in 10 years' time... You're going to have played in four grand finals and won yeah, two of them. They, they would have been absolutely wrapped with that. Mm. I think Des Hasler and Jeff Tuvey got to take a lot of credit for where they're at as a club. And especially, and we talk about Parramatta and their board and, and their lack of leadership off the field, Manly would be second second worst in the comp mm. in terms of board and off-field. And similar to Trent Robertson, we have not so much uh, 
uh, you know, recruitment wasn't a big thing for them, but I suppose we could say it was for Jeff too. He bought smart. Peter Hickey, he saw something in him. He turned out to be fantastic. Yeah. Horro, oh, yeah. he picked up on the cheap. Uh, Brent Lawrence, he saw something in him from the Titans. And a lot of these bit players, you know, same deal. What, mm. what can you do to bring them up to the next standard? He obviously has great halves and a couple of strike weapons in the Stewart brothers. Lyon, Matt Iron, probably possibly the best back line in the comp. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, the most underrated backs back in the comp in George Tafua, who somehow didn't get a nom for winger of the year, mm. looked at for New South Wales, all the Australian squad. But uh, same deal, you know, he brought some players up to a good standard. He set a good environment. They got here. It's no surprise, and I love their brand of football. So, just a big. Just and I don't. As, I don't hate them. I think. I don't, I don't think they're a lot of. A lot of people hate them. You know what I mean? Like the, the rooster sides of old, and especially even the manly sides of old. A lot of people hate them. Like, yeah. They didn't like them. I think a lot of people have got respect for what the roosters did this year. I think they're building, uh, you know, a humble persona into that into that side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know myself. If 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 the Titans are playing the Roosters, it, you know, you, you don't like the team. You, your team's playing on that particular weekend, but there's definitely, I think, there, especially for, well, from me, I know that there's a respect there. For I love their Roosters. What they've been able to achieve, um, they've done it the right way. They do it cleanly. <coughs> um, I still question how much how much money they've got in the kitty. Um, mm. They've got obviously got a real stacked side, but um, yeah, no, good on them. The best team won. And that's 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 a good thing. Yeah. Um, and Manly, wow! I even before the finals, they got beat by Penrith at Bookvale on the Sunday, um, and then they come out and, and lost to the Roosters four uh, nil, and and then they they look gone against the Sharks, and they come out and beat South, who who were everyone's you know fantasy team, weren't they? And and then to to get eighteen eight up with with thirty to go last night, they they were very close to winning a, another premiership, but yeah, well, fell up a little bit short. The difference, and that's why I argued with you and everyone all year about roosters and rabbitos, and again that manly game is the rabbitos don't know how to put their fork in their food and just eat it. Whereas manly, when yeah, they get that advantage, oh, we're not having that discussion. No, I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying that. But when people talk about the rabbitos had all the momentum, manly, no one wanted to see manly win that nah, game. But I never got on the South bandwagon because they don't have that ruthless streak yet. They can yeah. be as good as they want. That's easy to say. Until yeah. you get that mentality where you're fourteen up and you can. Just stomp on a side like Manly can, or like the Roosters have, or like Melbourne done, done in the past. They're not going to win a comp, and I think next year's a big year for them. They need to do something. Mm. They've had a two-year build-up. They're going to start getting taken apart. But uh, we'll jump into the game now, finally. But kick off. Uh, Moa set the tone from the word go, and I think that's why we, we you know, giving him such a big rap. He levelled Glenn Stewart. He had three blokes try to whack him. He's only a small front row, but he laid him out, and for me, that set the tone all week. Talking about their forward pack. Well, for me, who would you kick to, Jared or Sam Moa? Well, I'd be kicking a Moa before I kick yeah. Jared, but Moa's, well, it just shows you the strength again. Moa's their depth, again, you know? their depth, because you know, obviously, you're not kicking to Jared. No, uh, but Sam Moa, I Craig Fitzgibbon, um, I heard him on the Big Sports Breakfast. I think it was in January. Yeah, Hull FC. Yeah, say so look, like this guy that we've got from Hull FC, Sam Murray, played a little bit of NRL, I think, before one he went game over there. Um, but he played a lot of cup footy. I did. I can. I can vaguely remember him, but I can. I can't remember being impressed by him. No, um, well, he only played one game. Look at him so. now. I, you know, I'm not sure who he's available for or for the World Cup. Well, I'm pretty um, sure he's available for the Kiwis, and if, if not, he, he played earlier in the year for Tonga. Or, if for he's Tonga, available so. for the Kiwis, that'd be stupid not to pick him. Either way, he's going to be playing for somebody. But, uh, you know, even from that tone, the defence in the whole game from both, super physical, as we expected. I really enjoyed that side of the game. But yeah. uh kicked off nice and early. You could figure out straight away that Cherry Evans was looking to kick down that right corridor, which is a left side <clears throat> of the Roosters' attack. They were kicking a Tupo because he's so upright, obviously. They kept chairlifting him back. He, he really struggles to get on the ground. Mm. And on top of that, <clears throat> you realise that Jennings, you were pointing out last night, doesn't really work back hard on uh, you know kick chase, and they were isolating Sonny Bill being there's on the other side that, of the field, There's so. things that you notice. Like, I played a lot of footy with Michael, and that that's something that you notice, definitely, if you're playing on that side with him, um, that... Traditionally, if you're a back rower, you're chasing back. You're looking to get probably the second carry of that set. The winger will get the ball. The centre will then have the scoot, and you'll have the carry. But a lot of the time, it was you know having to have the carry because he's not back. And yeah, I did well, notice it in Origin. I think the Queensland coaching staff definitely picked up on that, and they were kicking behind his edge. Yeah, well, big ups, um, big ups to Manly for picking those corners and putting Minichello in a tough spot. But I'll give her a massive rap, and that's why I thought Sheck got an underrated performance last night. He was there every time after Tupo got tackled to yeah. take that carry and. Yeah. He was super busy, but you, you figured out early on that was going to be a plan. They were kicking to both corners in particular. Well, the other one, like you said, was 
Sonny Bill is then on the right edge. Yeah, so they're trying to keep and him. And it means that he can't punch a drain. And, and if you watch Sonny Bill's carries, I know in the first half he was well off off his game, but second half he started to, to punch the drain. And when I talk about the drain, obviously in behind the markers and the A defender. Um, and that's something I think Manly wanted to avoid, especially early in their sets. Cause, and as you've pointed out all year, if the Roosters get rolling, you can't stop them. No, well, they're too good and the bench is just as good. But, yeah. uh, you know, fourth minute there, Pierce. Question with knock on man, you disagree on this? You reckon the hands? I thought it was a knock on forward, but from the way I know his hands were kind of forward, but even after it touched his fingers, it went backwards and it rolled backwards. So I didn't have an issue with it. But uh, Maloney kicks out in the full that set anyway, so nothing really comes of it. Sonny oh. Bill he misses a couple of tackles, and then Williams almost gets over in the corner, which turns into a scuffle. Which uh, obviously no biting this year in that, that <laughs> lucrative corner there. That there was nothing. In it, there was just a bit of a push down by Maloney when he stood up, and Lyon didn't take too kindly to it. But uh, so yeah. why do they take the punching rule out? Yeah, they that should, would have been a good punch. Should have just let it go, yeah. especially with the Jared and a couple of the blokes that were hanging around. Yeah, and I would, would have in. wanted to see a bit of a melee. But uh, uh, SBW straight after that, they got the pressure valve. They took him out, but he drops the ball. Not a great start to the game. And ninth minute, Tafua gets over that left edge as we spoke about earlier in the week, getting it Sean Kenny Dow and getting it Pierce and making. Uh, poor old Roger try and come in and help him out, and they isolate him. Tafil yeah. gets in, and is uh, his twentieth try of the year. So, well, or just on those two points, Sonny Bill, we heard him on Triple M on the way home say that he, first half he was too. He'd done a lot of homework during the week on Steve Maddow and Steve Maddow rushing up. And if you notice, Sonny Bill, a lot of Sonny Bill's early carries that he ran overs, and when we talk about overs, obviously towards the sideline, yeah. trying to skip across to Matawai and feed his winger. And there's one where he passed it and went to ground. Kenny Dow, he could have ran down the sideline if he was he pushing up there, and yeah. running a good line. Um, and then the other one, yeah, he, he got he got hit because he exposed his ribs. Um, and for, I think it was Foran that hit him, was it? Mm. Knocked the ball out. Foran or Matawai. Yeah, well, him um, and the him. other one, Robinson said on Triple M well, in the press conference that he thought Pierce was obstructed on that first try. And we, we had a look at it today, yeah. and we probably agree with him. Um, they yeah, ran the lead runner through. Pierce was probably um, obstructed. He, Robinson said this was in comparison to the, the penalty try, obviously. He said he was more disappointed that that one was allowed. He didn't have a massive issue with the penalty well, try. At the end of the game, I, I, you know, I kind of thought about the MO that Manly fans have that forward pass, but then I looked at this and thought at the same time, it's, it's almost a try for a try. The losing, the losing side always has more MO, don't P- they? Pierce didn't move... Uh, he didn't. He didn't move in, or he didn't move in on the ball. And as soon as he turned, Horro pulled his line right. You know, pulled up on his line directly in front of him. So yeah. whether he makes that tackle or not is out of the question. He never got a chance to. He didn't get the move. He blocked him off. So, but yeah, the winners celebrate. The losers make excuses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I'll give that to him. They didn't make excuses. Two of you left it. A lot of them left it. So good on them. But yeah. uh, you know, straight after that, Foran drops it off the kickoff, and then Guerra drops it the next play. So if, you know, ends up with nothing. But. They kick to Tupo again, and they drive him 15 metres back into the end goal. They really were taking advantage of his height. The big fella does struggle to get on the ground, but that didn't discourage him. Uh, 15th minute, they get some penalty. They're building pressure, but I just don't understand. After all the pressure they had, they took the penalty goal yeah. when they're up 4 If they're at 6-0, I could understand if you're kicking to make it 8-0 and get a two-try barrier. Sure. We had a Manly fan next to us that we said... Oh, she was uh, giving know, it to me. To get it to 6-0, it's, I don't really think it's going to make much of a difference. And James well, Maloney, I said to her later on, I'll tell you whether that two points was worth well, it. But James Maloney, James Maloney's the best kicker in the comp, and he kicked four from four in the penalty goal. Well, so. Maybe that's what they were worried about. They wanted to go up in sixes. But if it comes down to that, you need more points. You need points, you know, yeah. If you're already I down... Agree, mate. Goal, I, you know, I was the biggest advocate of it at the time. I said, it, I can't believe it. It killed me. It killed me because they had all the pressure. They <laughs> had him pinned. I was actually booing, I think. Yelling out, no, booing. But they had them pinned <laughs> in their territory. But, yeah. uh, you know, Brent Kite in that stint was awesome. But 20th minute, the, the tide kind of turned, and it was pretty much a 20-minute stint for both of them. Uh, yeah, I thought the Kite and Moa were the best two forwards on the field in the first 20, that's yeah. for sure. Well, they pretty much had the half of the half each to dominate. Yeah. After the 20th, the tide turned. Maloney put a bomb up. Tupo amazingly catches it in one hand, gets it to Jennings, and uh, well, this is the first of one of Wolfman not competing, but he had four blokes to save him. They take Jennings out on the last tackle. The concrete boots on Wolfman. Yeah, after that, you know, they get repeats. They build pressure. They park down there, much like Manly did. In 29th minute, he puts the bomb up again. Tupac grabs kick. it. Wolfman, again, doesn't go up for the ball, and Tupo flies in there like Chris Bosch or someone from the NBA and power bombs it down. Maloney, like we said, he doesn't miss him, even if it was from the sideline. Six all, slots it. Uh, the Wolfman. He knocks it on into a potential runaway try from a pass that went behind the line. Yeah, can't really blame him for this one, but it was one of those moments where if he grabs it, he maybe streaks well, he, he away. You just need him to get possession. 
Well, if he gets possession, he might streak away. This or was a it was a pass on the left edge. But it went out about. the behind Pierce. He threw it yeah. out the back. But if he picks oh. that up, not, if that's not just a try, just pick it up. It's just momentum. Pick it up. But he knocks it on six again. They reload. They get no a penalty. Up. They kick the goal. They do what Manly would I would have done if I was Manly if I was up six nil. So you know they get themselves to eight six, which is not bad. You know, getting yeah. half time of the lead. Uh, Ballon hits Pierce, and this is another one we were kind of iffy on. Uh, you didn't think. It justified a penalty. I, I kind of thought because he was at the legs, but after watching, but he wrapped. He kind of kicked him in the face. It was a bit of a mess altogether. So, they well, did but that. I had a bit. If, if that's a penalty, then so is the fir- the first kick of the game when Kieran Foran comes over and cleans Pierce up. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. After watching the, the TV compared to when we were there, my my thing is with it that there's so many that are just fifty fifties, and so many even get let go, and then they pull out one, and I just think in a grand final, you've either got to say right, we're penalising that every time it happens. Mm. Any contact on a kicker, we're going to penalise. Or unless it's an absolute blatant attack on the leg, a shoulder charge, um, something just really stupid, we're going to leave it. And I just thought that was one that they they really, they really got wrong. Well, Sporting Carmore or Steve Maddow, should I say, fixed up anyway, because yeah. uh, not too long after that, he put an absolute bell-ringing try-save on Guerra, who must have nightmares because Maddow hit yeah, him. it was a really good tackle. A couple of times in and, that game. Um, but... When we're watching it today, Maddow actually went up past the ball as well and then mm-hmm. had to retreat across um, and make that second effort in defence, which is... Uh, it was impressive. It was a real grand final play. Yeah, well, he made Guerra very sore after that game, I guarantee you. But 37th minute, two deflected kicks from uh, DCE. Pinball. There was pinball everywhere. They end up getting a clearing kick away. Maloney makes an error, has a bit of a look, and they get an opportunity. Last chance. Fifth tackle, they get a deflection off Jennings. He did touch it. He did play it. Definitely. They don't pick up on it. They don't turn it over. So potentially there with 30 seconds to go, 10 out. They don't get their opportunity. Frank Paul makes a line break, and there's a bit of a scuffle at half time there between them and Brent Lawrence at eight six. The only thing I could sum up is what we said to me. It was a half of two halves. It was twenty minutes apiece. They both had sufficient pressure. They built, uh, you know, got repeat sets. They built things up, but neither really cashed in. They got yeah. a try apiece. They got their penalty goal to give them that bit of a buffer. But you could sense a bit of nerves on both sides, and there was, you know there was a fair bit of errors. Or well, we had a yarn at half time. And... We had a chat. Um, we both sort of agreed, and uh, you know I said to you that I thought the Roosters would win. Um, if they just settled. because I thought that. I thought Manly played probably played pretty well in that first half, and I, I thought the Roosters were at best at fifty percent of what they could have yeah, been. Yeah, they, they didn't look. Sunny Bill was awful. Maloney was pretty bad in that first half. Well, that was more it looked at the ceiling for them. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Yeah, and then, but, you know, we're going to get into the second half, but there's a, there's a point here where... There are, you know, they're down ten, and it wasn't looking too good for the Roosters. But um, mm. let's talk into the second half. But yeah, at halftime, we both thought the Roosters would win. Um, yeah, well, with, Christ, with we, improvement, we, we were questioning ourselves after with thirty to go. With improvement, a bit of calm, especially from the two you mentioned, Sonny Bill and Maloney, who have been probably yeah. key all year. Pierce, surprisingly, first half kept things pretty steady, even though those two struggled. And Jake Friend was really, really good. But yeah, uh, they come out second half. There's nothing for the first few minutes, but. 43rd, Daly Cherry Evans, he strokes through down the right-hand side there, puts a beautiful kick back in for Jamie Lyon, and uh, he's taken out by Orbison. It is a penalty try. It makes it 12-8. But my thing about this, I think he milked it to the max. I know he got touched, but I think he could have probably scored if he had played it. So, well, I, but I, there's I, been some I'm discussion saying, on our page I can, well. I can understand it. I can understand it, but it just he really, really just milked the absolute crap out of it. I know he shouldn't have touched him, but he milked it to the max. But at the same time, looking at it, when they just blew it, uh, I asked about the two conversions. I, I've played for God knows how many years, but I've never I've only seen ones where it's been foul play. I didn't know that was the rule, so yeah. the one kick. Well, hang on, but I knew I knew that there was two versions. Yeah. But for us and and for everyone at the ground, you don't know what the ruling was. We didn't hear the rule. No, they didn't do it. They usually they didn't. They didn't. So. They didn't have it over the loudspeaker. So my question, and I said to you, put this up on the page because I want to know whether it was ruled a penalty try or a possible eight-point try. Mm. Now, there's obviously yeah, well, he, two differences. And for all the people out there saying, well, a, penalty, a possible eight-point try is when 
uh, a player play afterwards. afterwards. Well, we've seen it several times this year that hasn't been penalised. And in the 99 grand final, there was a penalty try, an eight-point try awarded for an attack on Craig Smith by Jamie Ainsco, which was in the process of scoring the try. So for me, I think this is a, it's, it's dumb. I, I don't see why there should be two versions of this rule. Um, it should be if you if Black you are white. trying if you stop to, a try if you're trying to illegally. stop a try illegally you should be sinned it should be two kicks but regardless yeah, no bin but to be honest in the end and we said this you'd rather Mainly, have no try yeah. because you think that Lion milked it and he you know wouldn't have got to it and you'd rather but, have sin binned Orbison for ten and then probably try and take your opportunity. Tell you what, but, two or three years ago that there is absolutely no way that would have been a penalty try. I can nah, I can remember seeing one more blatant than that. Off. Because you've got to be absolutely 100% certain that he would pick the ball up and score. But for me, I think Jamie Lyon let the ball go intentionally because he He knew the ball was going to run along. He milked it. But like Um, I said, in that situation... But uh, if I'm manly, I want want no try. I wasn't happy with the penalty. I I, I wasn't happy with the penalty try. I wanted just a penalty. I didn't think it it was that bad. I wasn't with the sin bin, but if it was going to be in that situation... You don't think that's a sin bin? I didn't think he'd barely touched him. I think Lyon milked the crap out of it. To be honest, I know he got a bit of a grab on him, but I thought he took that for all. Look for worth. me, and I, this is me. I, I won't go for either of these sides. I didn't Neither have do a, I. You know, for me, if I'm Jeff Tuvey, I'm asking the question: Why? You know, obviously they gave the try. Whatever. If it was worth a penalty, he was in the act of scoring a try. What constitutes a professional foul? Yeah, and that's why I said in the end, I'm not going to argue though. I can understand why. But I just really he should have been sent to the I still just really think that he took it for more than it was worth. And, and people, for me, for me, I know I know Manly went on to score again. Um, you know, a couple of minutes later, for me, that is the one bugbear of this game for me from Jeff Tuvey, mm. um, because I think potentially if if Orbison goes to the bin, uh, I'm not saying Manly would have won, but I definitely don't think we have more eight, we don't have, we don't have an eight point margin. No, he got more chance to cash him, but yeah. he wasn't binned. We've all got different opinions on that. Twelve eight. It moves to straight off the kickoff. Cherry Evans beats five blokes, runs 30 metres. Uh, they get a repeat set. They're building pressure again. Pierce makes a cracker of a, a try saver on Jamie Bura, but to no avail. The next play, back to left-hand side again. Surprise, surprise. Matt-Eye goes over. Uh, 18-8. You're really sitting here at this point in time, like we said, thinking, wow, you know, this is, this is a big turnaround. Yeah. This is a long way back. Do they have what it's going to take? They need SBW. They need Maloney. They need everything to kind of go their way, but... Uh, my God, that that didn't phase me at all. Wolfman again doesn't compete no. on a jump, leaves Stewart and Lyon to clean one up. They get a dropout, so kind of ifs and flows again. Lyon, you know, he drop drops one. They get Rose when they give him six again. There, he makes a cracker of a try saver on CMR, but coincidentally again, Sam makes a great try saver and the next play is a try. Mitchell Pierce gets it. Uh, they're short of numbers out wide and Guerra. It's a beautiful flat ball. Brings it straight back, 18-14. It was a great reply. Showed why they've been the number one team all year. They didn't get down on themselves or worry about it. And, you know, they had big players who were playing big games and <clears throat> they struck back at the right time. But yeah. 57th minute, you know, when I thought the Roosters were starting to build some momentum, Matai just rattles Guerra again. You know, it's just his worst nightmare in this game. There's another error. They turn it over, followed up by my man, Jabria Hargraves, who just decided that Tommy Simons... <laughs> Uh, give him a bit of the rough treatment. He kind of slipped and then he power-bombed him yep. into the turf. Uh, fairly brutal, but uh, straight after that, Kieran Foran, like we said, he hasn't had, didn't have a great game. He was just trying too hard. He went to the right, fell yeah. over, spilt the pill and... Ran across field, Maloney knocked the ball out. Just when they had a bit of a momentum kind of going again or another opportunity in the red zone of the Roosters, you know, they made another error. And then the lawnmower mm. thought he was a 5'8", took it nice and flat off Jake Friend, throws a two-man cutout pass to hit Sonny Bill... Massive line break. Gives it to Maloney, who throws the speculator of the game to Minnie, who closed his eyes and rips this <laughs> massive miracle cutout ball to Sean Kennedy who's big ups to him. He played 75 minutes with a fractured jaw and is going to get two metal plates put in his face tomorrow. But yeah, yeah, the lollipop man with his big Betty Spaghetti arms goes running into the corner. And before you know it, I said it earlier, and you said it, the lady sitting next to us, Maloney can kick goals, and uh, he slaughtered another one. Yeah. Before you know it, their two points is very valuable. It makes them 20 to 18, and that two-point advantage was, uh, you know... Yeah, two points is now useless. Their penalty goal their penalty goal was worthwhile because they converted all their tries. So yeah. after that, you, you're sitting there kind of twiddling your thumbs thinking, if they get another one, the pressure's on. But again, That was a clutch kick, but I thought it was the manly heads kick. went down. I, I don't know whether... 
I think Manly sort of knew the Roosters had another try in them, and I didn't. I think at that point, yeah. Manly then thought, well, we're going to have to score twice here, and I don't know if we can. Uh, I said to you, there was a couple of Manly players that were walking back on side. Yeah, looked pretty bad. Kieran Foran looked defeated. Um, there were a few just in their body language. That, that you know, well, I can only judge them on their body language. Yeah. But the body language certainly changed after that kick went over. At twenty eighteen, that you know that kind of worries you. But again, as the grand final always does, Shecky got hit off a kick return. He dropped the ball. But one thing that was a theme during the game was fifth tackle options and kicking to Daniel Tupo. This time, Sonny Bill cleaned it up, but they had another opportunity. Uh, you know, where they got another repeat when Lyon picked up a ball that was touched and they kicked to Tupo for about the fifth time in the game mm. in an aerial contest. And even... That was the one thing about Cherry Evans' game last night I didn't understand. Well, Foran did it as well. They both... Yeah, no, no, but I mean... Yeah. Traditionally, Foran play... Uh, Cherry Evans... Sorry, Foran plays on the left, so he's kicking to the right. Um, Cherry Evans from the right to the left, usually. Yeah. Well, they picked know? on Tupo and i got no idea what. Yeah. I know their tactic of Will Barrett was good because he was tall... But in the attacking, you want to put him on the group. Yeah, but, but in the, in the, in the attacking territory, I would have rather compete with Sheck or compete with Minicello. Well, if you're going to jump anyone, it's Sheck, isn't it? Yeah, but he's just as good. I can understand. He's, he's, he's a lot two smaller. Tupo's the last one you pick, yeah. or you. He's I, two meters bloody tall. Or I'd turf it and go for repeat sets and just build pressure. Yeah, but I, I would have the, thought, you know, Sheck, you're, you're challenging him in the air. Tupo, you're challenging him on the ground. Well, the, the gleaming error on that whole game plan was that. Every time I thought they had pressure, they kicked Tupo's way, and yeah. he just monsters everyone in the air. And well, he, maybe it was just pressure. Maybe that's just big game pressure. Well, they, they didn't really think about that. They just put the ball in the air and thought, this is going to be our best chance of snaring well, a try. Well, after five or six, surely someone would have run a message out and figured that one out. But yeah. he does it again. Uh, you know, they, But again, another opportunity showed its head, and this is why I wasn't too worried. In the end, I thought the referee decisions kind of evened out. But Manly got another opportunity. Ballon got away with a rake on Jabri Hargraves. Yeah. No penalty. It was a blatant rake. But, uh, you know, they had another chance. And they kicked to Tupo again. Mm. Tupo gets out. And from there, you know, that set, they just roll down the field. Pierce puts SBW through a massive hole. He takes the metres, holds onto the pill. And on the last tackle, James Maloney, a cracker of a grubber. Jesus Christ, Michael Jennings was the flash. There's no When yeah. he got that, I thought, oh, yeah, great effort, no try. Well, I said to you he, live, I thought it was he a He called try, and I thought it has to be on the paint. If not, he's a freak. And then they showed the replay. He was in. He it was, was at least a, a couple of finger lengths in. It is one of the best tries I've ever seen. And in, at a clutch moment, too. If I'm James Maloney, I'm just standing there like I'm the man. But, but at the ground, we were James. worried, weren't we? Because oh. look, the, the screen's at the ANZ Stadium. They need, some, they need some HD. Parramatta Stadium's got a cracking new HD screen there. It's absolute ripper. But well, the fuzz that's about all look. they've got at Parramatta. But I'm telling you, the... Yeah. Uh, when we watched it again today, it was clear that it was inside the line. Well, the, fuzz, was the, the, the fuzz at ANZ made it look like it was on the white. Yeah, it did. But yeah, on home and HD, clear try, and there it is again. That two points. Yeah. When you convert your tries, James Maloney, he doesn't miss them. He Bang, potted it. A clutch kick. Eight points. Uh, it's ga- I said game over. You said they had a chance with about five to go. Uh, well, I thought. I thought short saying, kick. Short kick off. You can't pick a worse bloke. If you weren't going to pick Tupo, you pick six foot four Kenny Dow, who's up in the air. Tafua gets in the way of a kick that was going out. Six again. That's just game over. Yeah. Like, late on, Cherry Evans kicks one from the tap, but they'll never get the two scores back and. At the end of the day, like I said, until I watched the game again today to see that Pierce obstruction, which I now agree with, yeah. I kind of look at that and the forward pass. And to anyone out there, you probably argue or complain about this and that. To me, they almost cancelled each other out because after seeing it today, I really did think that was an obstruction. Yeah. And I'm not saying the forward pass is right, but I look at those two moments now and almost think, well, it's almost one for one. What was, the penalty? What what was the penalty count? Uh, the penalty count was 5-2. To the Roosters. The Roosters won that one. They only had two against them. Um, I more more of it for me. I I don't think they were five two better than the Roosters. I put I'll lay that out there. Well, I'll tell you um, what. Particularly you... considering that for me, the uh, one of those was the penalty try. Yeah, well, that's, if you... that's one of them. If... So really, in the general play of things, in eighty minutes, Manly got one penalty. Yeah, um, which I for the Roosters to get five and them to get one, um, I thought. That shows you that probably, you know, the rubber of the green did go well, Bruce's I'm, way a little I'm bit. It out there, and though. for me, I, I still look at it and I think this, the non-sin bidding of Orbison was a turning point. Manly can whinge a lot, but their ruck is the worst in the comp. I don't what do you care mean, ruck control? They, they get away with a murder in the ruck, like sloppy yeah. or holding. they always got knees and hands. They're the worst for him. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but as long as the referees allow that to happen, and it happens in, there's more teams in the comp that do it. Yeah. I know Manly are probably the best at it. Um, or the best at uh, taking advantage of slow play of the balls and, and getting their knees and whatever in. But it, for us, at the start of the year, uh, we spoke about it, you know, that 
but uh, they needed to clamp down on hand on the ball, hand on the arm, um, clean ball. the ruck up a little bit. But the, they were, that happens for a month. It always happens the, for a month, the, and then it goes the away from it. They were the penalties. Bureau's one, hand on the ball. Matt Ballon got done twice, yeah, but I, hand I, on the ball. There were, there were some there where the Roosters were laying in the ruck as well, and I thought... You know, yeah, we, we we disagreed on some of those as well. Like I'm a front rower, and when Brent Lawrence was laying there, I know Jared walked off the mark. When someone's you under me, you have to clear out. You can't get in my space where I need to play. He's the allowed ball. to go sideways and play. The he ball. didn't try to go. He's sideways. not allowed to go. He up tried and down to the go back well, through. So I blame Lawrence in that situation. I wasn't happy when they made him go back. I'm happy for him to take a step forward if Brent Lawrence is in the way. No, he's, he can't but, gain an advantage out of a player being on the ground in the ruck. Territorial well, advantage. Whether the penalty count was five two, they still had more sets. They had thirty eight to thirty five. The Roosters made thirteen. Errors. Yeah. And they only well, made what was seven. the error count? Seven, seven, two and half time. So it was 6-1 one way, three in between. So technically, three more sets to Manly. They did have more opportunity. Yeah. What, was the, what was the final error count, sorry? 13-7. The Roosters made 13, they made seven. So if you want to take yeah, the penalties... So it was six all second half, because it was 7-2 first half. You mean the errors in half? Errors, yeah. yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, no, I'm just looking at it, because we. I'm just highlighting yeah. the point that the Roosters were very bad first half. Yeah, I'm just going overall, though. If you want to look at extra sets... They won that. They got sorry six five. The Roosters still made more errors. Thirty eight sets to thirty five. They had a couple of extra goes, but my biggest thing was the kick in the two part. A lot of times when they built pressure, yeah, that was the dumbest thing they did. They picked him out five or six times, and I really thought rolling one in or running on the last or trying something different, but they just kept poking at two part. For me, Manly were too lateral. They were half. very sideways. They were too lateral second half, particularly Kieran Foran. Um, I noticed yesterday that he was running. He was playing a lot down the right corridor. Um, I thought. You know, there's been a few times this year where I thought his best side to play or best side of the field to play is the left side. Um, there was one game there in particular against Parramatta where he just tore Parramatta apart down the left-hand edge exclusively. Um, look, look for me, I, yeah, I know that, but I, I just some of the plays he was running, I just thought yesterday he got his bearings wrong. He was, he was playing sideline to sideline. He wasn't playing up and down the field. And I think in big games, um, short passes win you big games, long passes win you... Comp games. Yeah, well, Cherry Evans wins the Daly M, uh, not Daly M, sorry, the Clive Churchill, rightfully so. For anyone that was arguing that yesterday, it's the most influential player on the ground. It doesn't have to be from the winning team, and I agree that he was the most influential because from the Roosters, I thought their best players were Friend and Moa, and they weren't like game worldly or game winning for the Roosters. No one was like a game winner, so to speak. Whereas well, I'll throw it out there, and I said this Cherry Evans watching the game. I thought that if Jake Friend played 80 minutes, he gets he the gets Churchill it, medal. But they wasted the two subs and eight minutes again on Mortimer. But yeah. overall, like if you want to go full game, I thought Moa and Friend full game performances, along with Minicello and Sheck, were great for the Roosters. Yeah. Uh, Maloney and SBW second halves were awesome, and Pierce's game was pretty solid overall. But Cherry Evans full game, his influence, yeah. he deserved the you know he deserved the Clive Churchill medal. Uh, he, I was, thought, yeah, he was. I thought Watmo was very good. Yeah, Watmo was good. I thought Tafua was really good. Yeah, and Brent, Kite, Brent Kite's last game for Manly, he was absolutely outstanding. Well, if, he can, uh, if he can produce that sort of form next year for Penrith, um, they'll be really happy with their boy. But uh, you know, they didn't use David Gower. George Rose, I thought played. Well, they did use him for three. Yeah, minutes, oh, but it was virtually a no contest. Yeah. It was too late. He got a sympathy run on the game. <laughs> they played with sixteen. I thought that was pretty silly. The Roosters, even though Luke O'Donnell retore his hamstring, I thought his stint was really good. Yeah. Boyd Cordner showed uh, what, why you know Robinson showed that faith. He played big minutes. Uh, the front rowers, which is my big thing for the whole year, Moa, Rory Hargraves, they pumped out 60 apiece. That's what my biggest thing. It was just the forward pack, and uh, you know that proved on the day. I thought their forwards were really good once they held the pill. Yeah. Uh, and Pierce and Maloney, especially Pierce, I think that's a big monkey off his back. His dad never won a comp. Everyone's bagged the crap out of him about the New South Wales stuff, but I thought he was pretty good yesterday. Yeah, agree. So, overall, that, that, that wraps that up. That's another year done. 2013 Premiers, the Roosters, they were the minor Premiers, and my God, like you said, despite injuries or some kind of controversy or the face of league next year, it's going to be scary, SBW or not, to see what happens, especially if they do get Blake Ferguson and with them not losing anyone virtually. Yeah. Their squad is the same bar, maybe SBW. All right, we're going to uh, throw some questions in here from fans um, that yeah, posted we'll, it up on our status. We'll just quickly chuck in a break there, and then we'll come back and do some questions that you had from the Grand Final. For all the latest rugby league gear, head into Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield, and Campbelltown Mall Store, or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. Fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. 
Be quick. Jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and legends. Grand final fan forum right now. Questions that you guys had coming out of the game from Facebook and Twitter about yesterday's grand final. Brock, where we got? uh, Joey Daly said, uh, thoughts on the penalty try. It was a disgraceful decision. Lyme wasn't 100% going to score. Um, We sort of agreed on that one out of the pod. Um, Lachlan McIntosh, what should the NRL do to try and improve the referees? Well, God, I, I still think that ex-players are the way to go, but then look at Henry Perinara, who was part of that controversy early on. You know what? I I would have liked to have seen Henry Perinara referee that game. No, I don't know about that after that, but I still think that's the way they've got to But why ahead. should he pay like he made one error? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll go, I'll go a bit of a different direction. Manly lost a game in the first week of the finals, but yeah. they still got a second chance to go around. What, I know. We always say refs and players, it's the same thing. So why, why doesn't he get a second chance? Why couldn't he? Why couldn't he refereed well, in the third week of the The comp? Cowboys pretty much wrote his fate, and as we usually do, once media and everyone gets on board, they bow down that's to the crap. pressure. Yeah, well, they but, bow, but, but they, we send the refs the wrong message. You want them to back themselves. That's what and we then, do. That's what we always do. Yeah. As soon as the media and everyone gets on a drum, we always bow down to the pressure. Yeah, but bullshit. as far as I'm concerned, you want things to get better. More ex-players, especially you know, obviously those who are mentally able to concentrate for the 80 minutes and were probably high-level players. Yeah. Try and funnel them into the refereeing, make it more lucrative for those who probably aren't as good or uh, outgoing job-wise as well. They talk about jobs for players afterwards. Yeah. It's a path they should probably push more ex-players down. And this is my big hate. What about the referees? How about the bloody touch judges with some of these calls and the forward passes and yeah. coming in for dog shots and that? That's killed me this year. Yeah. A touch judge used to be able to come in do his job, get his flag up, and be able to give some input. Yeah. They are useless now. Like, yeah. People hate the referees, but my bigger hate is the touch judges. Yeah. What happened to your job? Yeah. You're all referees as well. Just because you've got a flag in your hand doesn't mean you're invisible. Yeah. Make a bloody contribution and help the refs out. Yeah. Um, I'd agree with that. There's a lot of questions here um, around the Clive Churchill medalist decision. Um, I think we all agree. Well, well, we both agree that Cherry Evans should have been the Churchill medalist. I know there's a lot of Roosters fans that were were blowing up. I think clearly um, Jake Friend best and Sam Moa were the best for the Roosters. Best on like, ground was Cherry most Evans. Most influential is what the award um, is. Not man of the match for the winning side. The most influential I threw something player. up here. I threw something up here saying mm. that, you know, would you be happy to see a best on ground for both sides' name? Now, that isn't saying that we give joint no. uh, Churchill medalists, but do you think that it would be match. worthwhile saying, okay, this is the man of the match for... The Australian selectors or someone does that. Well, for the losing it. side, and this the Churchill medalist goes to the winning to the side. Winning. Would you well, be happy if, with that? Or? If they, I'd be happy with that. I would be, but at the same time... the but church, if, it's, if it's a golden point... Ch- your, your point would be, if it's a golden point grand final and there was a standout player for one side, he, he deserves he a Churchill medal. Yeah. No offence, this is not under six. We're not giving out encouragement awards well, and maybe, Well, maybe we just say, yeah. look, yeah, okay. It's the NRL. I, you, yeah, you're fair. But it's the I'm most influential saying, player in the game, and no offence, but I'm... Couldn't like they I just, said, couldn't they just um, have it in a, as a press release and say, look, this was who the Australian selectors select, well, they could, selected as they don't. match for yesterday, Manly? Or, the Churchill... Well, that takes the prestige away as far as I'm concerned about the Churchill. Like, the okay. Churchill's been there. Its job is exactly that. It is the most influential player on the ground. Cherry Evans did lose, yes. The Roosters won, yes, but... Like I said, there's guys the that ask played is, well, but Cherry Evans's influence on the game, which is the whole point, yeah. was tenfold of anyone. He almost single-handedly won that for his Maybe side. my opinion has become a little bit Americanized because you never see a, a player from the team who loses get an MVP award. They just give it to the quarterback, though, so that's a joke. No, no, no but I mean itself. even in, in, in baseball yeah, or in, in, in hockey or basketball, it always goes but to... it's biased, though. Like, yeah. When Roethlisberger, if anyone watches that out there, got some yeah, of his super bowl runs, yeah. he throws picks and stuff, yeah. but he gets it because he's the quarterback. Okay. Let's not go into it, but I'm just so, saying that I'll, I'll maybe become a little bit Americanized I like because the way they, they give it to. Well, I like the way players. we do it. We did it honestly. He was the yeah. best player. He okay. was the most influential player. Um, Amy Palmer, should the refs, video refs be able to rule on four passes now? I, I, think I, they should. I think they should be. In that situation last night, it was clear that um, that was a forward pass. Yeah. Um, the Maloney one, obviously, to Minicello. Uh, we got rid of this. This was originally a rule. We got rid of it because there was a feeling there that they were pulling too many up, and then we started talking about um, the biomechanics and the you know the motion of the ball, and it got a lot. It got really technical. But I think for the absolute blatant ones, um, the referee should be able to pull them up. I just want to see us get as many calls as we can possibly right, and therefore that'll take less pressure. Less. Well, that one take the pressure off the referee. That one's a no-brainer. There's tries being given that have forward passes in them. Change yeah. the rule. Everything should be able to be looked at. Um, Kevy Wilson said, why wasn't Hargreaves put on report for his headbutt? 
um, his headbutting allowed in grand finals, but not in normal rounds. I think um, I responded to that. I sort of said, look, do you think it was a headbutt um, with intent to hurt? I don't think it was. I think they just had a little bit of a nudge. Well, he nudged, um, he nudged back. In, in, I think it was probably worth a penalty, but uh, Manly were already um, penalised. Richards had the penalty. I, I, I didn't see that as a big enough offence to overturn the penalty and give Manly the ball. I certainly didn't think it was enough to put on a report or send him off. Well, trust me, if Jared wanted to headbutt him, he would have fucking headbutted him. But he kind of let in. Blokes do it all the time. It's football. It gets heated. Horror nudged back. He gave him a push, and then Horror pushed him in the face. So as far as I'm concerned, it was just one of your typical scuffles in a big game. And if people are worried about little minor incidents like that in a grand final, are you kidding yourself? It's a grand well, final. I, just, I said as affair. well, I said, look, we want aggression. Um, it's a whinging affair. about aggression and you know, them taking the shoulder charging and the punching out, but yeah. then we're, on the other hand, we're whinging about something as little as this. Well, I'm going again. From, you can't have both. I'm going again from a dopey front row point of view, but I like that. That yeah. I want a contest. I want a bloke to be getting in my grill. I want the same as yeah. well when I stand up and I get a penalty. I want to give it to him a little bit. Yeah. Otherwise, I you don't want to You saw Jennings and, Jennings and Cherry Evans towards the end of the exactly. game get into Queensland, a Queensland, New South Wales kind of thing again, but you want a bit of that in there. Yeah. Um, all right, Jonathan Hick, Guerra for the Kangaroos. I'd pick him ahead of a lot of other bigger names like no. Friday and Bird. Um, I think... Uh, we sort of, I think Guerra is a really good player, and I think he's going to be potentially a starting player if Sonny Bill um, doesn't re-sign for next year, but um, not for the Kangaroo Tour. Although I, I do think he had a really good, um, he had a good year. He had a good year. But um, he's not a Kangaroo. He's not yeah. an Australian standard player just yet. I can agree with Cordner, even though he had the time off. Uh, a lot of people are angry about Papali, but I think we've all seen what Papali can do, and especially. His little taste of origin in a rep side of those guys around him compared to what he plays with at Canberra. Yeah, yeah I think he's a better player and, and vice versa. This but is probably a, Nate yeah. Miles, Greg Bird, Watmow, if he's healthy. You've got to look at these kind of players. They're all still ahead of Aiden Guerra. Ryan Hoffman, who wasn't considered. There's still a lot of guys there, I think, that are above Aiden Guerra. All right. Ben Williams, he says, everyone is sick of the Tom Waterhouse ads. When he's showing, I'm going to wake up to themselves and take them off the air. Who cares? Um, look, it says they're, they're destroying the NRL coverage. Well, look, they're not destroying the NRL coverage, mate. They're funding the NRL coverage. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Who cares? Um, that's where the money's coming from. Like, we can't do anything about it. You want money in the game. You want grassroots. You want the players to get paid. You want the product. Same as the Channel On ads. I hate them too, but if that's what's funding the game, it's that's what's keeping us up. It's that's what's keeping the players from going to rugby union, AFL, and all the pay rises, then I'm perfectly fine with it. If that's what I have to put up with yep. to get my rugby league, I'm fine with it. Uh, good question from Tim Wrigley. Um, I don't support either team, but have always wondered, why does a ref have to either give a penalty try or sin bin a player? If a professional foul is committed that stops the try, why can't both happen? And that's exactly what I said last night. Yeah, penalty um, and send-off. Sin bin. Yeah, well, sin there's another one here, Quinton Bennett. Why wasn't the Tupo try a penalty try also? David Williams never had eyes for the ball. He took his legs out in the air and he still scored. Look, say, this, Quinton, this is, this is one for me. I, I said last night, um, if I'm Jeff Tuvey, I'm ripping into David Williams at halftime saying, look, if you're not going to compete for the ball, at least take him out. But this is that rule I don't like. Sure this is the why Wonga didn't get, uh, Dylan Farrell didn't get a try the other week. You're allowed to attack a bloke in the act of scoring a try in the air and CC Wunga almost ended up a bloody broken neck because Dylan Farrell just took his legs out. He didn't compete for the ball. Yeah. That rule, to me, is another one, just like the crusher, that at some point someone's going to take someone's legs out when they're going to score a try, and it's going to end bad. Mm. Like, Wunga had that ball until yeah, Farrell clipped rule. him, it's a stupid and then he got rid of the ball ASAP because he was no longer worried about scoring the I'll try. Tell you what's ridiculous. He was that, worried about going on his neck, and know, I don't blame him. I'll make a comparison for you even out of that game. It's ridiculous that Will Chambers is then penalised for bumping Merritt in the air, but you're, yet you're allowed to flip someone on his head. Yeah, it's because he's about to score. Yeah. That's yeah, what no, I'm, I'm just saying. Farrell it's, didn't it's, it's, a, it's a fair comparison out of that game. Yeah. It just shows how ridiculous both rules are. But if you compete, I'm fine with it. If something happens and you're in the air competing, all good. But yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if someone's about to score and they say you can attack them in the air, yeah. if they're in the act, like what happened with yeah, Farrell I agree with or with just, what Williams I'm, tried. Ridiculous rules. It's a stupid rule. Um, Robert Bozek, uh, Bokzek, uh, why isn't the video ref allowed to step in and report something uh, on the field that the referees missed. For example, Jennings stuck his foot out. Yeah, well, we um, said that well, they should have... They, they're allowed to. It's not that they're not allowed to. Obviously, that, was, that was really stupid yeah, because the crowd were on, on the referees there and it was clear that, that that should have been a manly feed. Yeah, the way they obviously took it and from what we saw today was they've obviously looked at it like he's... I reckon he's touched it, but they've obviously looked at it and said... He hasn't he's, touched he's it. He's running to like turn oh, around and what, he's put his foot out because he was still in stride. So... That's the only way I can look at it and think they've gone, okay, we're not going to send a message out, because otherwise they would have. Mm. So they've obviously seen it that way, which is ridiculous, but that's obviously the only reason they have. Mm. Well, Daniel Curry said Lyon wasn't 100% going to score the try. Yeah. Um, we probably agree with that. 
Warren Strucker needs to come up with one. One of the Queensland Cup winners and New South Wales winners playoff on grand final day. That's one that I brought up earlier. Yeah, we had one like that uh, yesterday. He said, look, it's, it's truly a national grand final day then. Um, we, which is, is how I feel. I feel a little bit like what? Because it's in New South Wales with the New South Wales Cup grand finals on. Yeah, but the New South Wales Cup and the Queensland Cup winners, I'm sure, would be happy with that concept as well. But at the same time, they want the feeling of winning a grand final, which is what they've done in a 12-team or a 14-team comp like they do have. So yeah. technically, they're their own separate entities. They're the champion of their own entities. I'm pretty sure they're happy with it that way. But if you wanted a concept game on grand final day, I'm sure they'd be happy for it to happen. Or if not afterwards, give us another game a week later All or right. something. Chris Anderson, we could be friends, Chris. If uh, it, I'd be pretty keen on bringing back penalties for moving the mark exploited so much. And I know it's hard to police, but way too many players taking soccer dives to get penalties. They are getting soft. Lastly, bring back the shoulder charge, but come down heavier on high shots. Now, moving the mark is a bugbear, and that's something that me and you clashed on last night. I, I cannot stand players who get tackled on a mark and then walk forward or walk wherever over a player um, to play the ball. You play the ball where you get tackled. That's your ter- you don't you don't have any right to gain a territorial advantage I'm while fine playing the with ball. that, but in the situation where we had the argument with Brenton Lawrence... He's tried to go back through. Technically, he's under, right? We'll penalise him then. I'm happy with it. He's under it. That's what I'm saying. That I thought it was a penalty. But he was under. I didn't think it was because Jared Rira Hargreaves was still moving forward. He's got to play he, the ball where he was tackled. He destroyed him, got over it, right? So if I'm the front row and that's my mark and you're under me, it says you can't go back through. Brenton Lawrence consistently got up on his hands and knees where he yeah, was but trying Jared, to stand. Jared moved forward over the top of him so to Lawrence couldn't over, retreat. You can't play the ball on top of him. Yeah, but you play you the ball the where you got tackled. Yeah, well, he's, he's standing, he's in the yeah, spot I, where the ball's going to go. I agree to disagree. I, so, I yeah. don't think, and I see it, and it was good to see the referees last night actually go, no, blow the whistle, well, was go back that. to the mark. I was and fine it was, that. It's been rife in the game for a long time. I was in it's the, about time that they started really, and, and, and I'd, I'd agree with Chris and say, look, penalise him. In that circumstance... The other one was the Kenny Dow one. Kenny Dow comes across field, got tackled, um, and yeah, then dives over and scores well, a try. Was he held or wasn't he held? Yeah, but if, if, he, if he was held, and that's what they deemed to be ruled, that's a double yeah. movement. should have been a penalty. Well, I thought he was unlucky, to be honest, when I watched it again. I was a bit 50 well, I agree, but I'm saying either one way or the other, either he was tackled... Yeah, well, that's right. I'm, and I'm it's with a you. penalty, or it was a try. But they went back. It was a pretty... 50-50, I reckon it could have gone either way, so that's why I reckon they went back. But. Um, Sandy Hunter, and she's a good contributor to the page. She said, I can't understand the um, Churchill Medal being awarded to the losing team. Um, so there's a lot of people out there best with different on ground, opinions. Not best team, um, not the winning team winning. She, it. she says here that um, Evans was obviously good, but so were Maloney, Friend and Moa um, and Tupo. Um, but that's about it. Um, Nathan Malitna... Uh, Disagreed with the with the penalty try. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of good feedback today. There was there was over 50 comments. So I, I tried to work through here the ones that um, we didn't cover, obviously in our review. Um, so thanks for the feedback. That was really good. Good to uh, see so many people having an opinion, and that's what it's all about. Um, so yeah, thanks again for your feedback. Yeah, well that wraps up uh, not only the review of the grand final of the 2013 NRL season, and that wraps up your fan forum and your questions coming out of the game. But uh, we'll now head into the wrap-up of this podcast, and I'll give you some details of what's upcoming uh, now that the season is over and done. Having trouble keeping track of all the play movements and signings in the NRL? Want to know who your team has re-signed, who they gained, and who they've lost for the next season? Well, check out www.zerotackle.com for all the latest news and rumours on the NRL. Zerotackle.com. And that's it. The NRL season has concluded, but the fun does not stop there. Our regular season and finals and state of origin podcasts are all done and dusted, and it is in the books. But by the end of this week, we will be releasing our award show, which are called The Fifths, much in the model of something similar to the Daily M's. We'll have similar categories for positional awards. We'll have the Team of the Year, which will be a 1-13 to setup, not just one for each position as well as the ultimate award, the fifth for the player of the year, and many other categories, a couple of funny awards as well, named after a couple of players. For example, the Maltzen Award for reneging on a contract. Uh, That one will be out later on this week, so keep your eyes peeled for the award show. The fifths, uh, next week, we'll be doing the season review of all the teams, so we'll be going back over our tables, who we picked, 1-16, to and a a brief sum-up of everyone and their year. And then the week after that, we'll be doing a World Cup preview before things kick off over in England and Europe, where the Aussies head over there to take on the likes of the Kiwis and the Pommies, as well as many other sides, such as the Italians, the Fijians, the Tongans, the Samoans, etc., etc. So 
All is not done yet, but a few more podcasts to go and a little bit more of football before we head into the summertime depression and the old boring cricket season. But for now, guys, that wraps up this one. So listen in for the awards show. Out. End of this week. Bye. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where are you? What, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.